Bueller. Bueller. Nobody puts a baby in a corner. Oh, gnarly! Hey, where's the thief? I want my MTV. I want my MTV. Are you telling me that you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? Welcome back once again to Members Only Studios. I'm Rob. This is Matt. Welcome to Living in the 80s Podcast. How you doing, Matt? Pretty good, Robbie. Thanks for having me, buddy. Good. Well, I'm glad you're here. We had such positive feedback last week. I had to bring you back again for another week. Hey, it feels good to be loved. It feels good. (laughs) There is love in the air. There is. So, yeah. So, guys, thanks again for joining us. Uh, Last week, we talked about uh, our favorite... TV shows that were based on the 80s. Yes. And lots of people uh, watch those shows and and just really gravitate towards them because they remember where they were and the awkwardness and so forth. But we're going to come back and do it again. I mean, why not? This week it's movies. Let's talk about movies today. So there may be a one or two surprises in this in this uh, this week's episode, the I, people I, I blindside. Love, I love a good surprise. Didn't even see them coming. No, the joke's on them if they don't know what's up. Boom, boom, hey. Got it. All right, so uh, you know what, Matt? Why don't we get right into it? Let's okay. let, let's go back way back in time. Okay, here we are this week talking about 1988. 1988. Wow, what were you doing this around this time of the year in 1988? 1988, this time of the year, I was finishing up my freshman year of college. Um, I, I believe it, this was the spot in my life where I was pretty sure... I knew everything. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, there was that. There's that phase at the end of my freshman year where I I realized as that 19 year old that I pretty much knew everything that was going on. So that was a, was a pretty good time in your life to realize how smart you are. Yes, because you know? I I had life all figured out mm-hmm. and and uh, for about 10 15 minutes maybe I don't know maybe 20. <laughs> I don't, but it, it, there, I remember thinking, oh, you know, everything just made sense, and and uh, looking back now, as twenty twenty, look, I, I was pretty much an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all were. I mean, think think about. I know I I can only speak from personal experience, uh, being at, at that age where our parents didn't know anything. Correct. Like they didn't. Uh, they were out of touch. You know. Yeah. Life lessons they learned are not are no longer relevant to right. to what we're going through, and um, Matt Matt's got this this stainless steel thirteen pound coffee cup here, and he's <laughs> trying not to make noise on the desk. So I Super slid him over sensitive. a mouse pad to use as a coaster. Super sensitive. So we have saved it. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, those, those mics are hot. Yeah, like if if uh, there was no anybody around at all, and they and they sneezed. Like from four miles away, it gets picked up. But anyhow, it's funny how you know we do think we we have the world figured out and everything in it, only to come and find out we don't. Little um, do we know. I remember you know, as a teenager, uh, me and my dad button heads on stuff. 
nothing major. Just me, you know, being a know-it-all, thinking I you know, knew all the answers and had all the the solutions to everything. And, and it's funny as as time evolves, you realize, man, Dad's a lot smarter than I gave him credit for. I, I've I've thought Benny was a smart guy from the moment I met him. I just want to <laughs> say that up front. I've always thought Benny was smart. He's so. got lots and lots of wisdom in that brain of his. You know, I've got a little life lesson here that I learned this exact conversation here. Uh, and I think I was, I think it was in 1988, maybe 89, but I, I think it was in 88. Um, I, I sat my, my oldest brother, Terry, Terry Moore, sat him down and I gave him the old what for. I was just... I told wait, that, wait, I've I've met Terry a few times. Oh, nice yeah. guy. He's a great guy. What are you coming at him for? I'm just saying, you know, we, we there was just it was a time in my life where I knew how life was supposed to be, and I was looking at his life, and I was and I saw how he was just doing it wrong. He was terrible. That guy was making all these mistakes, and so it was mine. And he's like, you know, 15 years older than me, or. He's older. He's, yeah, he's, your parents said you're late in life, yeah, right? A blessing mishap, if yeah. you will. Not, not actually. That's what they call it. Blessing mishap. So, so, but I, I, as a 19-year-old, I saw all the mistakes that this, you know, 34-year-old man was making, however old he was. And so I told him. I went up one side, down the other, and I sat him down, and I told him how, you know, basically how smart I was and how dumb he was. And, and here's how smart he was. He listened. Just let me talk. Didn't interrupt me. Just let let me go. And when I got done, he says to me, he says, if you can say this exact same conversation to me 10 years from now, I'll listen. But right now, he says, he says, life is a pendulum. You swing one way to an extreme and you swing the other way to an extreme. Wisdom is finding life in a balance. And I, I mean, and then, and then that conversation, I thought, I told you you're an idiot. I mean, he's an idiot. And 10 years later, I look at, at what he said, and I'm going, that might be the best advice I've ever received. <laughs> because, like, you know, the, the way he was, he was living 10 years from, I I was living that way as well. Yeah. And I, I, I was at one, when I sat down to, to give him the what for, I was way on this pendulum side. And then life took me the whole other pendulum side. But that there's balance in the middle. And very that, wise. that is very wise. And so, yeah, I I learned a lot from my brother that day. It was And it was a delayed lesson. I mean, it literally took 10 years for me to learn that lesson. Because uh, I thought he was an idiot for 10 more years. But no, I'm just kidding. Just kidding, <laughs> T. Just kidding. But but that was probably one of the best lessons I've learned. And I've shared that a billion times since. You know, because that's a, it's a hard lesson to learn when you realize that you just don't know it all. And uh, wow, this is like a not a little turn here for a pot, but it is. But, well, but it was a neat little lesson. I well, mean, I want to share that. It was good. Well, you were blessed to have a brother like Terry. Sure. On the other hand, I was the oldest in my family, and God bless Chuck and Mark, my younger sibs, <laughs> because this is what they they you know they looked to me for wisdom. Oh, good. And Lord. I failed them greatly. <laughs> <laughs> so. Sorry, fellas. Tell him sorry. You know, you, you yeah. know. But yeah, you were a good brother. I'm sure you were a good. brother. I'm sure I was an okay brother. You know, I always loved him. Yeah, I still do. Still do. Still do. That and and that's right there. And and I. St- uh, that's good. That's what it's all about. We're yeah. good. 
So speaking of wisdom, okay, um, I became uh, in 1988. I was getting ready for to get married. Oh, yes, and 1988. Yeah, so this is about the time I was 22 years old, and suddenly all of Dad's life lessons are starting to make some sense. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, this I really need to go to him now for wisdom and uh i you know as you start going through those kind of life experiences that you don't really know how to handle or you're not sure of you go to the people that you trust right and my dad was was that guy for me and uh even to this day i'm very blessed to have both my parents still with us um both of them i i just a tremendous amount of I could never repay them for all they've done for me and all the wisdom my dad has shown me and the grace he's shown me. Yeah. Because I'm sure growing up I wasn't always the easiest, but, you know, maybe we'll save the rest of this conversation for our Father's yeah. Day episode. There it is. There it is. <laughs> pretty, so pretty so those of you guys out there, maybe you're shedding a tear, thinking about yeah. mom and dad, whatever, I'm sorry. Save it. Yeah, the top three TV shows in 1988. <laughs> <laughs> Well, but you know what? This is we're in the late eighties right now. Yeah, and and this is like the coming of age. You know, the beginning mm-hmm. of the eighties were a little bit younger, a little bit dumber. Oh and yeah. At the end of the eighties, we were, you know, at that stage where we're growing up now. It's yeah. time to grow up. Nineteen eighty. I'm in the eighth grade. Yeah. Start. You know, I'm in middle school. Going to be starting high school in the fall, and then by nineteen eighty eight, I'm getting married. Getting married. So. so yeah. Uh, you know, this I is, I literally came of age in the so 80s. this is where we're at. So I went from what, a boy to a man. It's a little emotional, but that's we're remembering 1988. Yeah, good times, good, good times. Stuff. Okay, Let's so go. number three show, Night Court. Night Court. I did. You know, I love me a little Night Court. I, I did too. Lie. I did too. I, uh, the the comedian is Harry. 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 I want to say Harry Anderson, but it is Harry Anderson. Yes, yeah. yeah. Good Harry. job. Love, love me a little Night Court and ju- uh, the Bull, the bailiff. Bull. Yeah, there yep. you go. Good yeah. stuff. It was good. Yeah, it was, it was I good. used to like it. It was, you know, it was on the tail end of the Thursday night NBC lineup after Cheers. Had to watch it, so it's like it was on. What else you gonna do? Nothing. There it is. It was Thursday night. Gotta watch TV. Yeah, Friday night you ain't watching TV. You're going out on Friday night. You're going out on Thursday. Thursdays you're watching Night Court. Absolutely. <laughs> so that was the number three show. Number two. Different world. Do you remember Different World? I do. Is, yeah. Is this kind of like the, the is this the follow up of the Cosby? It's a spin off when Denise goes um, to college. Lisa Bonet. Yeah. Went off to college. And the uh, Dwayne Wayne. Dwayne Wayne Dwayne with, the, with glasses. the glasses. Yeah. Not Dwayne Wade for the heat. Or, or, right. Or, but uh, Dwayne Wade. Yeah. Dwayne, now I'm all messed up. Yeah. What's his name? Dwayne Wayne. Wayne. Dwayne Wayne. That's Dwayne Wayne. Dwayne yes. Wayne. He had the yes. glasses that flipped up that the people started wearing because he wore them. Yeah. They were like regular glasses and sunglasses and you could flip them up and they're... Yeah. He, he created a trend. He created he a did. trend. He did. He Th- did. Those don't happen every day, Mm-mm. but he did it. So beginning of the episode, Dwayne is in love with Denise, who has no interest in him at all. None. And so he's pursuing her and she's not buying it. We're get, we're meeting this whole other group of friends. I used to I watch the show probably every week. Yeah, um, I, th- I believe, and it came on after Cosby Show because I think Family Ties was probably off the air or going off the air right. or something at this point. Right. 
but Different World was good. Uh, by the end of the series, he is he is uh, loving Whitley, the Southern Belle girl. She I was she was Whitley. cute. Yes, yes. So she she was kind of annoying, yep. and by the end of the series, she's becoming very a lot smarter and wiser because she's listening to her older sister probably. See that giving her the wisdom. All coming back to the it family. It all came back. It all comes back. Matt's different world was a lot like this different world. There it is. It very all, good. It all happens. So uh, that was a great show. Loved it. I there was an episode on. I don't remember one of the bounce or one of those a few weeks ago. I, I watched, I probably watched two episodes of it. It brought me back. So still a good show. Still held up produced by Bill Cosby. Um, he, uh, again, very, very smart guy. Um, ended up being stupid, but anyway, there you go. Uh, number one, of course, cheers, cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. The only reason, if you're listening to this podcast for the first time, the only reason we're not celebrating Cheers is because we've talked about Cheers ad nauseum. Because it's Love the show. Great show. Great show. Love it. It's always in the top three. Always. If it's in the 80s, it's Cheers. Yeah. We're not mad. I, I, I'm not mad. I'm not mad at all. I, love I, I, still, I still catch reruns today and watch them. Love it. So. Love it. All right. The top three movies this week, 1988. Number three, Above the Law. Oh, Steven Seagal. Come on. <laughs> yeah, now, if you guys listened a couple weeks ago, me and Randy were talking about this some. Uh, of course, Randy didn't see this movie either, I'm sure. He ain't seen a movie since, <laughs> I mean, okay, whatever. <laughs> I don't think he's seen a movie. But Above the Law, um, another action movie. We talked all about action movies a few weeks ago. Steven Seagal movies did not get a single vote, even though he ne- was one of our biggest did. heroes. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Neither did. Chuck Norris. Can you believe it? They're like on the Mount Rushmore of action hero movies. If, there, movie if there was a Mount Rushmore, those three faces would be on it. And the 80s Facebook page viewers did not put them on it. I, um, I think they were too busy looking for music clips. Maybe they were. Could have been. Could I don't blame been. you guys. You know, okay. I'm not judging. I ain't throwing stones. We're not throwing stones. Not at all. But no Chuck Norris. No. That's right. Okay. Number two... Number two was Beetlejuice. Oh, yeah. Michael Keaton. That's a great movie. That was a great movie. I like me some Michael Keaton. Michael right? Keaton's the guy. He's Batman. He's Mr. Mom. He's in Gung Ho. Did you ever see the movie Birdman? Birdman. Yeah. Birdman. Did I see that? It's only out a couple years ago. Uh, he, I think it won the Oscar for Best Picture or some one of those. It won some pretty big I awards. I feel like I did. I yeah. He plays like, like a former superhero and... You know, he's coming to grips with his fame, kind of mirroring his Batman days and stuff. Yeah, yeah check it out. It's really good. Huh. So I think it's on Amazon Prime right now. So check out Birdman. Birdman, I will. Yeah. So that was number two. Number one. Boom. Come on. Colors. 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 I'm like a nightmare walking psychopath talking leader of the jungle like a gangster stalking. <laughs> I love this movie, man. Oh, for Pete I man. love this movie. Oh, we, Sean I'm Penn. Busted out. That's rapping. right. That's that's my rap. Mm-hmm. I threw down some lines. He did right there. <laughs> Seeing Sean Penn as a cop, though, that's that's hard to. It was a little rough. Well, it's kind of rough in the movie for him. To, like you know, he did a great job. Like he did an did awesome job. job. But I mean, but that's a hard sell. That's a that's square a peg in a round right hole because yes, he's been is. in trouble with the law a few times. Just saying. So him and Robert Duvall, uh, they're in East L.A. gang violence. Um, you know, Ice T doing the the That's rap right, theme Ice there. Tea, yeah, that was. Uh, I mean, that was a great movie. I loved. It. I remember seeing this in the theater. Uh, loved it. The movie did eight and a half million dollars. 
Pretty good. So it, it, it did okay. Pretty good. Um, so I, well, actually, it was just on this week, it did $8.5 million. Yeah, I was going to say. A lot more net overall. But. So, yeah, Colors was the number one movie this week in 1988. Can you, can you take a set of that rap one more time real quick? No, one time only. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> we can rewind the tape, baby. Yeah, you rewind it all day long. Okay, all right. So uh, that was it. And now my favorite part, let's talk music. And number three. The number three song this week in 1988 was Wishing Well by Terrence Trent D'Arby. D'Arby. Yeah. So I remember this song was all over the radio back then. It, it was. It he was, was very... Um, he he was like the next big star. They were talking about him like Prince and Michael Jackson and stuff like that. And his career never really took that kind of a turn. No, no, no. Like that first album, I think it was The Fine Line, according to Terrence Trent D'Arby, was a very good-selling album. It had uh, quite a few hits on it. Uh, after that, he just kind of fell off. I don't... I'd probably have to look up to see what happened, but, you know, it wasn't a... Wasn't the biggest star after he did, he his initial splash. Prince, he didn't go the Prince rap. He didn't. He not did quite. not. No, he's not even a trivia question hardly. No. So, but yeah, that was number well, three. Well. He was. He was number we, three. Yeah, number three. Good for him. Well, yeah, I kind of remember. You know. Yeah, kind of. Kind of. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. That was number three. Uh, you got it. Number two song this week in 1988 was Johnny Hates Jazz with their song Shattered Dreams. I always like this song. It was, it's a great song. It's a very cool song. I, I, I do remember it. Um, the, the name Johnny Hates Jazz. Tell me, as an 80s aficionado, you have a great story. Well, actually, it's funny that you do say that because John, Johnny is the, the lead singer. And his dad was a guy named Bill Peppernell. Now, who in the world is Bill, Pe- Bill Peppernell? Jazz musician. Huh. More of a session player and so forth. <laughs> and the uh, he absolutely hated the band, his dad's you know music growing up. Like, oh, this is terrible. You know, I want to listen to rock and roll. You know, growing up in the you know, 70s, he's listening to Boston and Foghat and Aerosmith and that kind of stuff, but his dad is in a jazz ensemble. Hmm. So, you know, tribute to his dad and his younger self, Johnny hates jazz. Well, but is it a tribute or is it more of an insult? It's neither. I just made all of that up. Okay. (laughs) I have no idea. (laughs) Because I was going to say, 
Dude, I just pulled that question out of my butt, and that is an awesome that you knew. But you don't know. I, I have no idea. But you know what? I don't think no one's going to fact check us. I don't. You know what? Somebody will. No. Jason Peitzmeyer is going to Jason, no, Google it. Yeah, go, he's, he's probably over well, there. Wikipedia says. And, 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 and facts are, yeah, you're right. No, Jason and we know. love Jason. He's a good friend of the, the, the program. He's been on. Co-hosted a couple times. But right now, he's in the comment section. Oh, yeah. And he is telling us the origin of Johnny Hates Jazz. Yes. And why Johnny Hates Jazz. And who, Jazz is probably not even Jazz. It might be... His his, his cat. cat. His cat. His, who his clawed cat. him in his sleep. And he hates him. It's probably not yeah. Jazz. It's probably a porta, porta potty. Johnny, it could be. We don't even know. But yeah. Jason does, and he'll tell us. Yeah, he will. I can't so, wait. Thanks, Jason. I can't wait. And uh, you know what that means? That means we're up to number one. Number one. And the number one song this week, 1988, Anything For You by Gloria Stefan. Right there. Anything for you. That's beautiful. Oh, that song drives me bananas. Huh? Hey, Rob, uh, ask me to do a podcast for you sometime. Go ahead. Do a podcast for me sometime. Anything for you. Huh? Right there. That's pretty That's good. good. Now I like, my, I like the song a little bit more. Let's hear it. Because I, I, it's Any- funny because Gloria Stefan, I've, I've always thought she's just just a beautiful lady and, and she does a lot of uh, charity work and things like that wonderful but most of her songs I just I can't Mm-mm. whether it's fast or slow or dancey or whatever she's no Jody Watley right <laughs> right no, am I right yeah that's two weeks in a row Matt has brought up Jody Watley his <laughs> his all time favorite singer and his crush here we go so oh, there it is it. so it. yeah it, that song was number one I'm sure it was probably prom themes this time of the year I, you know I bet it was I bet it was you know maybe like I could see graduation, them playing it at graduation, and everybody crying mm-hmm. and you know hugging. I'd be curious how many prom, um, how many prom songs that was. I mean, oh, it might have been a lot. Maybe, but at the maybe. Christian school, they're playing "Friends Are Friends Forever" and not dancing. Still, yes, yes. <laughs> Sorry, Michael W. Smith. I know you listen to us every week. Yes, Mike. I'm sure you don't. What's that, Mike? <laughs> but yeah. you know, it's the camp song. It is. I'm sure it was song. the Christian school Friends song are friends forever. too. <laughs> Yeah, we had not just any podcast is going to bring up um, Johnny Hates Jazz, Gloria Stefan, and Michael W. Smith. With Jody Watley coming in. <laughs> With Jody Watley. I mean, you don't hear that. That's yeah. not a. You won't get that on another podcast. You won't. You won't. They probably don't want to. <laughs> but but, but yeah, we, we bring it. We, we bring what the people want. It's been brought, baby. It's been brought. It's been brought. <laughs> All right. So uh, that um, pretty much does it for. 1987. Oh, you know, I almost forgot. We're not in eight, we're in 88. Yeah, I, yeah 88. Yes, the years right. just run together. There are a couple other songs I want to talk about that weren't quite top three caliber. Right. But songs that we loved anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one, we talked about him last week. Bruce Hornsby in the range, Valley Road. So this is a very, very cool song. Just, again, Bruce Hornsby... 
great singer, piano, songwriter. I, I am. I like him. Uh, if you could find it out there, there's a really cool version he did of this with the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. A lot of mandolins and banjos and stuff like that. So it's, uh, you know, Bruce Hornsby, he brings it. So Got it. Good job. Uh, number 50. Number 50. Under the Milky Way by the Church. This is another song that you hear and think, man, I feel cool just after listening to this song. The song makes you feel cool. I mean, I do feel cool. Like, I have cool taste in music when I listen to this song. There it is. You, you guys know, you know, that there are songs that come on and you listen to and you dig it mm-hmm. and you feel just a little bit cooler for having yeah. dug it. Kind of like uh, I got premium gas in my tank, cool? No, much cooler than that. Much cooler than That's that. That's out of necessity. Okay. <laughs> but, you know. Very so, cool. yeah, number 50, uh, great song. And then number 56 this week in 1988. Was Tall Cool One by Robert Plant? Yeah, I would think anything he does. Oh my gosh! From Led Zeppelin to the Honey Drippers to solo work to he's done so many projects. Uh, his album with Allison Krauss is amazing. But Tall Cool One, there's uh, some Jimmy Page samples in there, a little guitar work going on. This is one of those songs that just was a good adrenaline pumping songs. Sweet. So, Tall Cool One, Robert Plant, great song. Uh, and, you know, that wraps up our 1988 discussion. So, after these words from our sponsors that help us pay the bills, we are going to come right back with our favorite movies that took place about the 80s. There it is. It's a really hard topic to really get my arms around, but... We're going to do it. We're going to do it. All right. Stay right where you're at. Mmm, chocolate. Mmm, peanut butter. Hey. Oh, hey, you got your chocolate and my peanut butter. You got butter. peanut butter and my chocolate. What? what? taste that taste great together. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Real milk chocolate delicious peanut butter. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. And Reese's Crunchy Peanut Butter Cups topped with chopped peanuts. Welcome back to the show and we are on our last segment now uh, where we are going to be talking about the our favorite movies that uh, were set in the 80s but made later. So how good a job did they do shouting back and so forth. So, one of the things I like, uh, we talked about this last week with the TV shows, is the the directors, the producers, the writers, the people that are all involved. When they, they're setting period pieces, I love it when they pay close attention to the details yeah. and you know the time frame and the attitude of the time. And it, it makes it... Uh, for me, it makes it enjoyable to watch the movie when I can kind of feel a little nostalgia attached to it. Right. This first movie we're going to talk about has a bit of that nostalgia in it, but the premise is not... Um, it, it doesn't have as much to do with the 80s as it does. It just happens to take place then. Right. So they do a, they do a good job at it. And uh, it's a movie that you may not think of right away, but The Joker. 
The Joker. The Joker. Have you, you seen? Just, have you seen the Joker? See now, when when I, I I saw it on the list, and as soon as I saw it on the list, I thought, this is gonna be my Randy William one. <laughs> I'm gonna feel like Randy William because I I didn't I, I've seen about the Joker and, and I I know it's Joker Phoenix and yeah, Joaquin jo- Joaquin Phoenix. That's Joaquin Phoenix. That's Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> Yes, he is from the South End, ladies and yeah, gentlemen. Joking. It's got a J in there, right? Yeah, J sounds a J. He ain't yoking. But I mean, I, I didn't. I haven't seen it, so. Oh, I, you got to see this, so man! Tell, tell me what it's about. What am I missing? So we all know the Joker, Batman's arch nemesis, mm-hmm. and this is his origin story. It never been told as a movie. Now. There are different portrayals of the Joker throughout times. And Cesar Romero played him on the Batman movie way back when. Jack Nicholson did a good job in the Batman movies. Um, Heath Ledger. Uh, Heath Ledger. Thanks. Heath was for Heath Ledger. Did you forget? <laughs> yeah. Out. Heath Ledger did a, an amazing job. Right. Uh, he won an Oscar for his performance right. uh, as the Joker. It, it seems like every time there was a Joker, like when, when Nicholson did it, I thought, can't get no better than that. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Ledger comes out, and you're going, he just took it to a new level. Yeah. And so, so knowing... And, and then, Jared Leto does it. Yes. And about killed the character. Yes. Because he was terrible. It was the worst portrayal of the Joker ever. I'm like, Mark, Ham- Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker, uh, voiced <laughs> the Joker in the cartoons and stuff. If they just would have like put him in a costume, he could have done better than Jared Leto did. And he wow. looked, and Mark Mark Hamill looks nothing like the Joker today. Right. Maybe back in the day he could have maybe played the part. Uh, but then along comes Joaquin Phoenix, and I think he kind of built off of what Heath Ledger did, but didn't try to copy the character. Like some of the tendencies, some of the Pretty the psychotic, dark. very dark, very um, calculating, and and as the movie starts out. Like, he's not the Joker. He's just this guy who's a little off. He's a comedian. Yeah, he's trying to be a comedian, but he's not really funny. Okay. Uh, and so he is, we see, we see he's taking care of his mom. You know, he's trying to work. He, he has a job as a clown. Like, he'll go to hospitals and schools for kids and things like that. And, and you know, they think he's funny, but his real passion is being a comedian. So... We see a series of events happen in his life, and slowly but surely, by the end of the movie, he's the Joker, and he is this psycho. This, <laughs> that, like he he would give uh, Hannibal Lecter a run for his money. Wow, is that good? And I tell you what, man, that movie, that is an amazing movie. But uh, they do a good job as far as, you know, it takes place in like 1980. Uh, they do a good job, like the cars, the music. Um, it, it takes place in Gotham, which you know, New York City. Right. Uh, so they do a good job as far as, you know, like the the look of the town and stuff like that. So they do a very good job with it. So, like, I will hand it to them. Um, they, they, you know, did a good, again, it's not something people think of. When I think of '80s movies, this is, this is a very similar dialogue as what you were having about is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> very, I mean, is the Joker really an '80s movie, or yeah. is it? Yeah, a movie that takes place in the '80s there is what is. we're going to call this. There you go. Uh, but yeah, Matt, you need it's your homework. Go see it. 
I will. Oh, it is, absolutely. It's very good. Very good. Um, so that's that, uh, the Joker. So the next one I want to talk about here is uh, Hot Tub Time Machine. Oh, um, yes. Good movie. Yeah. I, and, and again, I, I have... It's ridiculous. It, I, I haven't... I didn't see this. It was on the list, so I went and watched it. Randy. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Daggone it! That was a it was it was as ridiculous as I thought it would be, but I I mean I ain't gonna lie, I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, so this group of friends are sitting around. They end up in a hot tub mm-hmm. that happens to be a time machine. Right, ridiculous. Starting off the gate, this is going to be ridiculous. Well, yeah, they're they're going. They were going back to where they were as a kid. Yeah, they, they went to this the town where they you know this. Where they got away as a whatever Springs Ski Club it was. Yeah. And it was now run down. It's terrible. It's, you know. The dude with one arm that's helping them. The, the, oh, my goodness. That was <laughs> hilarious. And then. and then was uh, it, That was Crispin Glover. Yes. Otherwise known as George McFly. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so he's got one arm and he helps them to get. Then they hop in a hot tub. Naked. Not sure why that that was kind of funny. And, and John Cusack's in it, which is yeah. So I mean, tell them about the John Cusack line. Well, so they they, they first of all, you guys, John Cusack, uh, say anything? Better off dead. Sixteen candles. Like all these iconic '80s movies. Like he is an '80s dude. Right. And so they they're in this hot tub. Zoom zoom zoom. They're back in time. They wake up. And they realize they're in the eighties, and the first words out of John Cusack's mouth is he he realized he goes, Oh, the eighties. I hate the eighties. <laughs> Bro, come on, you are the eighties. I mean, you can't be more eighties to me than John Cusack. You just can't be more eighties. It, it it just sets the table for the entire movie. Yes. Uh it Daryl from the office. Yeah. Daryl, Craig Robinson's Craig in it. Robinson. Robert Cordray is in it. Uh you've seen him in lots of stuff. Um, Sebastian Stan, who uh, played in the Avengers, so he's in it. He played Bucky, uh, Captain America's sidekick. Uh, Of course, we mentioned Crispin Glover. Chevy Chase is in it. Chevy Chase has the he's the the repair man for the hot tub. Yeah, the teleporter, which is hilarious. His him coming in and out was was funny. Oh, I I like the fact that there are um, you know and it's. You know, they know that this dude loses an arm, and so they're waiting. When they go back to the '80s, they're waiting for this bellman, to, bellman, to lose his arm the entire show. Yeah, and oh, that that was. And fun. it's not like they're going to try to help him. No, it's like, well, is this where it happens? And, and, and there's like five or six opportunities where it should have <laughs> fell off, but but no, um, so funny. I so, mean, it, it was great. Yeah, so they they do a very good job at the '80s. They tried again with Hot Tub Time Machine two. Was not very good. Not very good. Uh, I don't think John Cusack was in that one. Oh, really? Yeah. Which I, is I, one of the reasons why it wasn't very good. I thought good. them having Chevy Chase was was a nice homage. You know, if you, I mean, you oh, got, yeah. You got Cusack and, and you got you got Chevy Chase. It's it's a nice tip of the hat, you know, for all things 80s. Oh, and, yeah. Because uh, you, know, you get Clark Griswold along with Lane Meyer. I mean, come on. What? I mean, what? Nothing not to like there. It was uh, it was hokey, it's dorky, but it was uh, it was pretty good flick. It yeah, was, it's it was very good. good. So one of my favorites, and this is like a a, a little lesser known one, but I'm sure some of you out there have watched it, especially you '80s aficionados out there. Adventureland. Have you seen Adventureland, Matt? 
Tag on you. No, I have not seen it. What in the name of Randy Nelson are you doing? Not watching Adventureland. Oh, my God. Tell me what I need to know. So, Adventureland um, takes place in a in a theme park. And um, it, it revolves around the employees in the theme park. Um, uh, oh, it's, it's escaping me right now. Um, Jesse Eisenberg plays the main character. Ryan Reynolds is in it. Um, Kristen Wiig and Bill Hader play the husband and wife that own oh, yeah. the place. Martin Starr from Freaks and Geeks is in it. He plays his pot-smoking friend. Um, yeah. It is a, a very, very good, very good movie. Um, if you get a chance, check out Adventureland. They do a great job with the music. The amusement park feels like an 80s amusement park. The kids that are there, the uh, the way the the girls and the boys are dressed. Uh, it just, everything kind of comes together. Uh, Kristen Stewart plays Jesse Eisenberg's love interest, and she uh, and she nails the part of, a, of an early 80s girl. Right. She does it very well, very well. Uh, so Adventureland, check out Adventureland. I think you guys, you would really like it, you fans of the 80s. Um, which brings us to our next... Our next show, so movie. Now this this was a sort of a cult classic that has gained traction over the years. Um, Wet Hot American Summer. Yes, you've seen this, yes, haven't you? Yes. Yeah, so this this is a good movie. Um, this is like a who's who of people. Everybody. Yeah, and, yeah, and this is like before they before they were famous, kind of a thing. This is like in 2001. Yeah. Early 2000, yeah. So we've got Janine Garofalo, David Hyde Pierce, who played uh, Frazier's brother Niles on on Frazier. Um, We've got um, Paul Rudd is in it. Molly Shannon. Shannon, uh, Bradley Cooper. Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler's in it. uh, Michael Ian Black, he's a comedian. Um, Stabler. Stabler, who's Stabler? Christopher Maloney, Stabler. Oh yeah, yeah. Law and Order. Gotcha. So it is. Uh, it's a who's who. Um, it, it takes place in 1981. These guys are counselors at a summer camp, and it it is it's funny. It is, and it's good. and you could tell that they had a lot of fun filming it. Good job on the fashion, the cultural references. Everything gets an A+. Uh, Netflix went ahead and made a series out of it. Yes. So there is a series, and it's called, um, which is like a reunion. Right. It's supposed to happen 20 years later. Right, right, right. And, uh, again, they do they do a great job at this. So if you get a chance, watch Wet Hot American Summer. If you want a, you know, a little dose of 80s culture, it's, it's a lot of fun. Tons of fun. The next one is one of my all-time favorite and one of the most quoted movies over the last 15 years or so. Hmm. Napoleon Dynamite. Dynamite. <laughs> this movie is hilarious. It, it is. Now, one of the things about this movie that's so funny is they don't mention what year it is. No. They don't say anything about the year. But looking at the styles, listening to the music, 
uh, the way Uncle Rico dressed, his Uncle van. Rico, uh, everybody you know yes, is has quoted Napoleon yeah. Dynamite. At least. Absolutely. Gosh! Gosh! If you've said that one time, you've quoted Napoleon Dynamite. Tina, you fat lard, come get your dinner. When my, my favorite part... First of all, I'm talking a lot, man. You need to, no, you're, you need to help me doing, out here. You're doing so, great. what is your favorite favorite part of Napoleon Dynamite? Uh, I mean, you know, I, I go to the dance. I mean, it's. I mean, although it's it's super famous, his dance, man. Oh, uh, when he's he, trying to elect Pedro as president. He's trying to. He's got the vote for Pedro shirt on, or is it? Is that what's yeah, vote, vote for, for Pedro. Pedro. Yeah, and he's doing his little. But I mean, it's it's like the famous meme of today. I mean, you, you should. I, I share that one a lot. I, oh yeah. That's that was classic. Um, oh, I mean Rico playing football. Just you know, there's just so, there's so many scenes. I mean, how do you pick just one? It's thing? hard. It, it's funny because the way my brain works, there are little things in the movie that I pick up on. So one of my favorites. Remember when Uncle Rico is trying to sell like the Rubbermaid Tupperware type yes. products, like the thirty-two piece set. Right, right, right. And if you buy the thirty-two piece set, you get a ship in the bottle. <laughs> What's it have to do with Tupperware, Rubbermaid, whatever? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. But, but the lady and her husband are sitting there, and she looks at him, and she looks at, at the bottle, and she says, I want that. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is the most desired thing oh, in her life, great. is that ship in the bottle, and she wants it. So oh, that's, that's funny. So and funny. then, shortly after that, uh, he he's trying to show how durable the bowl is. So he puts it underneath the tire of his van and runs over it, and it shatters, and he just drives off. <laughs> oh my gosh! And oh, then, oh man, I, another Uncle Rico moment. Okay. Which it's funny because Uncle Rico has got a big part in the movie, but he's not like the main player. He's right, but right. he's got so many little stupid things. Like at one point, him and Skip are sitting on the front porch. Skip, I mean Kip. Kip. So Kip, which is Napoleon's Who's, brother, who is hilarious. he is hilarious. Him and uh, Uncle Rico are sitting on the front porch eating steak. Yes. And, oh my! Gosh. And Napoleon is riding his bike, and Pedro's on the back. And Kip says, or Uncle Rico says, "Watch this!" And he grabs not his steak, but Kip's steak, <laughs> and throws it at Napoleon. Hits him in the face, his glasses fly off, and he wrecks the bike. And the and and Rico, Uncle Rico's just laughing, and Kip's just sitting there, and he has no steak. Oh, that's great! That's great! Oh gosh, we could, you know, I could probably do a whole podcast on Napoleon Dynamite. Absolutely. I've watched this thing so many times. Absolutely, his uh, when he talks about nunchuck skills, bowling skills, yes. computer hacking skills. Remember Rex Quando? Oh my goodness, yes. <laughs> Goes home to his wife, Starla. <laughs> you get a babe like this. <laughs> or remember when uh, Kip and Napoleon are having, they're, they're like hitting each other, and then the doorbell rings and Napoleon slaps Kip right in the face oh, and his yeah, glasses yeah. fly off. <laughs> gosh, gosh I, I'm sorry. If you guys are listening to this and you're probably bored hearing about Napoleon Dynamite all day. I'm sorry. Guys, they do a great job in this movie. It's got that kind of an it, 80s it is, feel. It was, and it was, it was an 80s feel, but it, it was like an instant classic. It's like as soon as you watch it the first time, you're like, oh, this is going to be around for a while. Yeah. And it's a great movie. Which, which is funny because when it became all the rage... Um, my daughter Kayla was in high school and she wanted me to buy it. I'm like, 
Okay, I've heard about this movie, and they say it's funny. So I'm watching it. The first time I watched it, I thought, this is the stupidest thing I've ever watched. But after about the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth time I watched it, it gets funnier every time. And you know what? Every time I watch it, there's always something else Mm -hmm. that comes up that just cracks me up. Dude, it's, it's so, a, it is a great It is an absolute show. classic. Go watch Napoleon Dynamite. Napoleon Dynamite. All right. We only got two more left. Two more left. Two more left. So, um, another big favorite of mine. Tell me you've seen Super 8. I have, yes. Super 8 is a great movie. It's Steven Spielberg. Kind of has a... Goonies meets ET kind of yeah, feel. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell tell us what well, tell us your thoughts about Super Eight. I've been talking a lot. No, you, you've been you, you've been talking. Now this one was was based in Ohio. Yep. Do, do you remember? Was there a it was it was a fictional town. Okay. Uh, and I, I they were making a uh, they were making a zombie movie or something. To yeah. Effect with, bunch of uh, kids. With home movie super, camera. Super they wanted to enter a contest. Camera. Right. And uh, then they witness the whole thing starts with this horrifying train derailment, and they're lucky to escape with their lives. That's the little premise of the overview. Yep. Uh, but yeah, it's it's uh, Dakota Fanning's that little sister. Is it she? Yep. L L Fanning. L L Fanning. Uh, great. No, this actually it says it was based in 1979, but we'll give it a pass. Yeah. Say early yeah. 80, you know. Yeah. But uh, great, uh, great movie. I, I loved. Uh, I just saw this though. It wasn't too long ago, actually. Yeah. Where you know, is this one on? This, uh, this on? is on Amazon Prime. Yeah, Amazon Prime. Yep. That's what I thought. What was your What was your favorite? And this was J.J. Uh, Abrams. Yeah, J.J. Abrams and Steven Spielberg. So what uh, What was your What was your favorite thing? What did you take? What was your take on? It? Did you think they portrayed the eighties well? I thought they did. Uh, again. Um, being in 1979, it, it felt very 80s, which is why it made it into our um, our list. Our list here uh, it felt very 80s. They did a good job with uh, the music and the um, the characters. One of my favorite actors, Kyle Chandler, uh, who is uh, Coach Eric Taylor on Friday Night Lights. Yes, one of the yes. best shows of all time. Uh, that's, that's your go-to. I think. Oh, yeah. that is my go-to. That's a great show. Uh, he plays uh, he plays the the dad who's a sheriff. And um, it, Lillian, Ohio, is the town that Lillian, is supposed okay. to take place. Um, it was filmed in Weirton, West Virginia. So uh, it's it again a great movie. Um, it kind of remind me a little bit of Stand by Me too. It's just it had it just so such a good job with these characters, and you know. With a movie, you got like two hours to get like character backgrounds, development, right. get to know them. But they did a good job um, uh, doing. Uh, it, it was it was kind of like a Goonies feel to me. It was like a, it was a true adventure. It oh was, yeah, uh, yep, yeah. Put in a genre, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. So yeah, if you haven't seen Super Eight, go check it out. It's on Amazon Prime right now for free. Uh, I think you guys will like it a lot. Yep. So that brings us to number one, the ultimate, ultimate movie as far as you know, eighties. This feels, looks, smells. If you could smell a movie like the eighties, I'm talking about the Wedding Singer. Come on, man. Adam Sandler plays Robbie Hart. He is a wedding singer. 
Imagine that in 1985. 1985. So he he has aspirations of being a rock star in a band, mm-hmm. but right now you know he's that big break hasn't happened. Right. So he's trying to uh, he's he's trying to make it big, uh, but he's he's got to he's got to make money. He's so he's doing wedding singers and he's uh, teaching old ladies how to sing, singing lessons. <laughs> he didn't get paid money, but he gets paid in meatballs. That's right, meatball. That's right, meatball. That's right, Absolutely. and I am sure that everybody here listening to this podcast has seen Absolutely. Uh, the wedding singer. If if not, very disappointed in you. Yes, yeah, shame I, you on you. I imagine that Randy has seen. I would say even Randy has even seen. Even who doesn't watch? Who's never watched a movie has probably watched this. I know he has. Yeah, I believe that. <laughs> He's sitting I, there. I wish I could call in right now. <laughs> <laughs> what what uh, Drew Barrymore? It, it, this movie. I mean, I, I've I've always thought those two should be married. I, I in my oh, Fifty First Dates. Fifty First Dates was one of my favorite. Uh, they were in another movie together too, weren't they? Yeah, I think it was like three or yeah. four. I mean, uh, yeah. Oh shoot, now it's bugging me. Me too. But yeah, we'll I, 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 I love those two together. Absolutely love those two together. Fifty first dates was like you know the deal sealer for it, yeah. but but in this as well, I thought, come on, man, I just love me some Drew Barrymore. Blended, that was the other movie. Blended, that's together. It. yep. But she is just such, such an eighties. I mean, we we grew up with her. Yeah, we did. You know, and she's from, a little girl from ET, right? From ET all yeah. the way through, we've grown up with with her, and and the fact that she's you know with Adam Sandler, I gave her my I gave him my blessing. Oh yeah, yeah. He could date her. So um, in this movie. Uh, we open up uh, shortly after um, Robbie is, is doing a wedding gig, mm-hmm. and he's got his wedding coming up, and uh, his his, girl, his fiance, fiance leaves him at the altar. At the altar. And he's so hopeful, even during the whole thing. Yeah, I'm sure she'll show <laughs> up. <laughs> so he is, um, yeah, he's a little... Uh, He's heartbroken. He's heartbroken. He goes on. He, you know, he goes and he yeah. he uh, he starts singing "Love Stinks," oh, uh, the, the next, Cure songs. Yes. At the same time, he's meeting uh, Julia, mm-hmm. and they she's getting ready to get married, and she asks him to help her, you know, pick out flowers and things like that, since he's in the business. Right. And uh, you know, you can see it coming from a mile away. They end up falling in love, and um, just. Everything goes on in this movie is hilarious. Um, Glenn is very comical as Julia's uh, uh, fiance. Yes. Um, he uh, he has his DeLorean. He's got his uh, Miami Vice suit. Um, yes. He's uh, you know hitting hitting it with chicks on the side. He's just like he's just like the guy from Goldberg's. If he could actually get girls, <laughs> so it's kind of kind of that over the top character. Yeah. Steve Buscemi plays a hilarious part as a drunk at the wedding who becomes a wedding singer himself. So uh, John Lovitz is in it. He John plays, Lovitz is a he, competition. He, yeah, he's a competition. When he's yeah. singing "Ladies' Night," oh, that is hilarious. Lord, yes, that's so that funny. is that is great. What's, what's some of your favorite quotes? Um, well, one, quotes. one of my favorites is when he's. Please get on my Van Halen t-shirt before you jinx the band and they break up. <laughs> yes, yes. The funny part is, if this takes place in 1985, they were already, already broke, broke up. up. Yeah. Yes. That's and, the, and there was another thing. I can't... It was... Um, uh, 
I believe it was Julia's wedding they were preparing for, and they got the wedding announcements and stuff. And the the date's escaping me right off the top of my head, but it might say like August 4th, 1985. So I, I froze the, the movie there just to see. And that's like on a Wednesday. Right. Like yeah, you nobody plans a big wedding right. on a Wednesday. Right. So that, that part was kind of funny. Um, uh, when, um, uh, whatchamacallit, um, when Robbie is, um, going into the bank and Kevin Nealon is there and he's trying to get a job and he says like, oh, can I get a business card with my name on it? Oh yeah. No, get out. <laughs> so that, that, you know, I love that movie. What was the, 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 do you really want to? Oh yeah. George, George, which yes. is, which is played by, um, uh, one of the Arquette guys, right. uh, David Arquette's younger brother, whose name is escaping me. Who became like transgender and later died, but uh, he does a good job at playing a Boy George cover artist. So funny, <laughs> which is funny because whenever I hear "Do you really want to hurt me today?" I, th- I think of him. I think of him. I don't, yeah. which helps me because that song does yeah. not do it. for Yeah, I me. think you mentioned that one of the other podcasts. I think it's I a, might it's have. A painful song for it is you. a very painful song, but to in this movie to. it works because it, yes. that's his go-to, and uh, so funny. So funny. <laughs> That's great. So thank you to all those people that made Wedding Singer. Um, oh, so so good. looking forward, like moving forward a few months, uh, we do have another 80s theme movie coming out. Wonder Woman 1984. Wonder Woman 1984. Yes, it'll be, uh, it'll be a, uh, oh. a sequel to the original Wonder Woman, which took place like back in the 40s. Right. So now we're up to the 80s. And Sweet. She's, of course, she's an oh. Amazon. She's not aged any. No. And so, if, if, did you see the first Wonder Woman Dude, movie? She's so beautiful. Yes. Oh, that, that's a great movie. That is awesome. So I'm looking forward to this one. Very um, much so. It'll be very, very good. When's so, that coming out? Uh, I think around Christmas time. That and Top Gun 2's coming out. Top Gun 2's coming out. I'm I'm excited. We're getting some good movies We're coming out now. Like we've been in a rut. Love. We've been in a rut. Yeah. Like all the best movies have been on like Netflix and Amazon. Right. That's like true. the theaters have given us nothing to want to well, go for. You can't go to the theater right now. Yeah, so. it's true. Yeah. Well, before this pandemic, right. there was nothing worth seeing lately. This is true. This is true. And and, and what <clears throat> one thing I like about these podcasts. Is you know we're not dwelling on the pandemic. We're we're just this is our break from life. We're having. That's right. We're just. You're listening to this because you're stuck inside. You don't need reminded of it. Yes, that's right. (laughs) We don't need to dwell on that. Uh, We're we're living in the life uh, of the '80s, and what a great time that was for us. So, so Matt, here's a question for you. I'm listening. So we've gone through all these '80s TV shows last week and the movies this week. Yes. Um. Let's talk about you and me. Okay. So. And we'll, we'll close out. This will be our, our, our last uh, our last little bit here. Final segment. Final segment. So, um, tell me who would play you in an 80s movie, and what movies would be in the soundtrack? Well, um, I mean, if we were going... If, uh, at first, I was thinking, who, who who kind of resembles me, who looks like me, but yet it's, it's kind of from the 80s. So, I mean, my mind first went to, like, like, like a... Lou Ferrigno, because back then I was because of your physique, my physique. Yeah, my I was physique. thinking the same thing. But then think, and I and I figured a lot of people when when they think, hey, who's going to play? Well, Matt? they would confuse you too. They would right. think it's actually you playing you. Right, right, right. Yeah. So then I thought, no, let's not go just based on my looks. 
who should play me if I was going to do an 80s movie about me? And, and, I, and my go-to, back in the 80s, and I just, there's a, there a kinship between he and I, uh-huh. Christian Slater. Christian Slater. Always been my guy. He's been my guy. That's that's kind of cool. And it, I, I don't Wait. I don't I don't know why, but I just we we've connected he and I. It's funny because before we started the podcast, we were just kind of you know eating our uh, eating our Tamos pizza. Tamos. Uh, and we were talking. I'm like, well, who did you end up picking for your you know the movie version of yourself? He's like, I'm not telling you. Can't fail. I'm like, I told you. Yeah, it doesn't matter. And he wouldn't tell me. And, so. and, but uh, but I, I'm telling everyone at the same time. And. and Christian Slater. I mean, he and I have just we've you've bonded. We've bonded. Yeah, we have bonded. And I, I know it's not a 1980s movie, but pump up the volume. Great movie. Yes. 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 That's so, great. Anyhow, I'm sorry I interrupted. I don't know what you went to. So good. Um, so so yeah. Um, so I, I guess uh, I, I I didn't really construct a a movie premise about my life. I guess uh-huh. the premise would would, would have been my life. Um, but I, th- I think he would portray me well. I, I think, think it, I think fashion he's a good wise, actor, so he he's could, a good actor. You know? I, th- I think he could handle the task. Um, I think that uh, he could handle my he could pull my wardrobe off. I think. Not, so. I mean, not every see, and I think I think Ferrigno would would pull the physique. Yeah, but he couldn't have pulled my fashion. No, he because couldn't. I, I mean he always wore them purple pants and a white shirt. Couldn't pull my fashion. Yeah, no. right. But 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 Christian could, and so I think he would he would be me. Okay, and uh, I think he, I would be, he, I would be very pleased with that. Um, music wise, soundtrack, and, and I, I thought about um, if it's going to be my life. It, to me, there, uh, I, I think part of the movie is going to. I, I think about talk about bicycles a lot. Yeah, a part of my movie is going to is going to be me riding bikes. Uh, with my boys in my neighborhood, little okay. Stranger Things action yeah, going I got, on. Yeah. I got you know, you know like you know, Paul Mills, Chris Mills. I got some boy, maybe little Jeff Meadows coming around. Chris Martin, you know, Greg Martin. Oh, we're, we're riding bikes. Trevor Mauser. Okay, we're just cruising. Yeah. And, and, and Joe Rain. Okay, we're just cruising in in in, in the meadows. Mm-hmm. And and uh, and the way I see the movie, it's a slow mo. Okay, it's a slow mo scene because it's not a good A's movie without a good slow mo scene. So maybe we're coming around a corner there on Astoria, Moncrief, Meadowbrook, whatever, and we're coming around a corner, and, and it's all slow mo, and and I'm thinking soundtrack wise, I, in this scene I'm thinking like little boys of summer maybe. No, oh, nice little, little little Hanley, little boys of summer. They're coming nice and easy, and we're just making that curve right there. I see that, um, and, and really like maybe we're riding down. That's what we're doing. We're going down to the towers. You don't know nothing about the towers. I know the towers. You don't know nothing about by the park. There ain't no towers no more, but it's, yeah, it was by, by the, park. the park. It was, yeah. yeah. That used to be a huge hill we'd go sledding on. Yeah, and and Christian Slater would probably ride his bike. Well, I guess I'm, I'm thinking about a ten year old, but he could do that. And so we would be riding slow mo, and mm-hmm. so and then through high school years, I could see him uh, the soundtracks there. Probably some Jody Watley. <laughs> Why does that not surprise me? You're crushing on her already. So, uh, you know, and, and I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I was thinking about this. I mean, so, you know, some of the songs I was thinking about um, weren't necessarily like straight '80s music. Um, but 
I'm sure you've got a devout list here of, of what your soundtrack would look like. I'm, I'm, I'm a little curious to hear your, your movie take. Okay, so first of all, a um, couple different schools of thought. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm think playing me in the 80s would have to be John Cusack. There it is. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really look like him. He's the 80s. But the characters that he portrayed in the 80s kind of remind me of myself. Hold you know, like, 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 up. yeah, I, 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 you know what? If I had thought about doing that, I would have done it. Absolutely. Yeah. I wouldn't have played in your eyes though. No. no, no, but I don't know. It's a great song. It's a great I mean, song. I mean, it depends on my mood. I might've right. played it. I might've played it. So anyhow, his characters I've always kind of related to. Um, and he's just, you know, he's, he's one of those guys. So he's, he is guy. that that's kind of. Who I would see playing me now. I want to take a detour just a bit. Okay. Now, if it was today, making a movie about me, like the movie I would make today. So, first of all, I'm thinking of a guy. You know, maybe he works for a bank. You know, he's. You know, he's sold out to the man, but in his heart, man, he just, he remembers the good old days, remembers the 80s. Mm-hmm. You know, he's driving to work, and, you know, songs like I Want to Go Back by by Eddie Money I comes on. Um, it's, he's he's that kind of guy, and, you know, he's just, he's, he, he takes it every day. Right. He just takes it. And um, so, and, and this guy, you know, I'm thinking, like, the, the guy's me, obviously, I'm thinking guys that kind of look like me. I'm thinking Chris Hemsworth could probably pull it off. I was gonna say that. If not him, I was gonna. If say not that. him, John Hamm. Yes. Like one of those guys. Yes. One of those. I'm not sure. I, mean, I would. It'd be hard to pick. Right. It, it just yeah. flows. Yeah. <laughs> so I could. See so that. okay. So, say that the guy doesn't look anything like me. Um, <laughs> so can you, if you can picture John Hamm in this role, um, and then you know he's just one day he's just had it. Mm-hmm. Like he is tired of it and he's driving home and he gets into a hot tub (laughs) tub. no No, he doesn't get in a hot tub but he's sitting he's sitting in in rush hour just sitting there right and he's listening and the breakup song comes on the breakup song the breakup song So listen to this song, and the next thing you know, I'm back in like 1983, 1984, but I'm in my younger person body, which is played by Troy Gentile from the Goldbergs. There it is. Barry. Okay, That's me. Why not? So I am there with full knowledge and awareness of where I'm at, like at that age. So... My, my, like, 
I'm teenage me with my adult mind. Sweet. Going, holy cow, how did I end up here? Right. And so I've got a, I've got. How old are you? I'm about uh, 16. 16. So I'm 16 with my full knowledge of the future and everything like that. Sweet. And I, again, I, you know, the, the girls I was dating and the places I was going, the place I was working, my opinions of my boss, like, you know, I'm, I'm working at, at Kmart. Sweet. And I had a boss there that I couldn't stand. Right. And like, you know, my modern day self going back and having conversations with her with a level of sarcasm I possess today. A little bit different. And my I don't care if you fire me attitude that Sweet. I have now versus you know just kind of taking it. Right. So going through all that would be kind of fun. Absolutely. Now, if I'm not there, if, I, if, if that's not the case, so I do still go back in time. Like like a like a like a like a an alternate version of the movie. I go right. back in time, but I am my adult self talking to my teenage self. Okay, I know who he is. He knows who I am. So John Hamm goes back in time, talks to talking Mary. to Troy Gentile, yeah, right. and they're having you know like you know, what do you know? Shut up! You need to listen to this. These are stupid boneheaded things you're going to do. <laughs> do it different this way. And so instead of being like the, I don't know, the wallflower kid that I was in high school, I end up kind of, I don't know, not really being popular, but kind of being a little wiser to what's going on. Right. And maybe um, some people that are around me notice there's a difference like why What's why wouldn't you have done this or why did you do that that yeah. kind of thing and just you know trying to get in this you know the older me trying to get the younger me straightened out to make cool Love decisions it. you know dude you actually put some time into this. i did not put any time into dude, it it just hit me no dude it just hit just... me like yesterday i'm like Hey, that would be cool. Because I was trying you to think know, about the the characters. Be honest, I'm looking around this in this you know uh, uh, members only studio here. Yeah, I'm I'm. There's probably a script around here. You probably wrote a script already. <laughs> be honest. I should. I, I saw a thing to this Hollywood. Sounds like an '80s movie waiting to happen. You know, I would love I would love to pick the soundtrack out for. I it. wonder if there's any anyone that, that listens to this. Podcast. If they if they do anything with that, they better come back to me and pay you me some money. Give me get you some. You better get paid. I better get paid. You better get, better paid. get paid. I'm telling you, man, it sounds like a great movie, right? I, there. I like it. So soundtrack stuff on it. I would want, of course, the breakup song because that's what's going to transport me back in time right, anyway. Right. Um, Touch and Go by the Cars, one of my favorite '80s songs. Sweet. It feels '80s. Yeah, it just does. Mile million miles away by the Plimsolls. Um, great song. Uh, it's funny because Mike Harkness posted on the page the other day that he just got this vinyl album in the mail and just come. Sweet. So that, that that that's always been one of my favorite '80s tunes. Very cool. Um, Raised on Radio by the Ravens. That would be on there. That's from the Fast Times at Ridgemont High soundtrack. So there, you know, there'd be my career should have been. 
creating movie soundtracks for 80s movies. See that? And it's a very niche job, mm-hmm. but I mm-hmm. can do it like a champ. You could have done it. <laughs> and, and, and maybe there's still 80s movies to be made that needs it. I think there are. And there's I gotta think be. We need gotta we be. need to get the word out. Yeah. We need. I agree. I, agree. I like I like where you're going with that. That's good stuff, buddy. Yeah. So, yeah, we have a lot of fun on here. You know, it's fun to go back, travel to the 80s, and, well, and, 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 and we, we do it through our conversation. But, you know, what would this be like if we really could travel back? Well, in, 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 in the movie Hot Tub Time Machine, mm-hmm. the one dude stayed. Uh, oh, yeah. He stayed in the 80s, and instead that of being be me. the loser <laughs> moron that had a terrible life, Got, got beat up. He stayed in the eighties with the knowledge of being yep. very similar. Yep. And instead of um, as, as they went back to two thousand, instead of being Google, it was Lugal. His name yeah, his name was Lou. Yes, it was Lugal. And then uh, so he's this multi billionaire. He took all of his information. He kind of did a little shady stuff to get yeah. some of his money. Uh, instead of uh, Motley Crew, he was the lead singer of Motley Lou. Yeah. <laughs> Right, he had the spandex and yeah. everything, so, yes. I mean, so which he, is how he made his money to start Google. Yes. Google, Google, yes. yes. So I mean, there to have the knowledge of what we have now, and to go back into a sixteen-year-old body, and to be—I mean, that would be interesting. That'd be a lot of fun. It would be interesting. I—I've yeah. I, always told people, like, I would love to go back in time and spend like a week in the fifties and a week in the sixties and the seventies and the eighties. Right. And just just take in the atmosphere and everything it's that's in back then. Like I love seeing things on the History Channel, like World War Two era stuff. Just you know, it's a different time and different yeah. attitudes and different people, and and just different values. So there's that question all the time: if you could go back and be 16 all over again, not, not with the movie you just created, where mm-hmm. you go in with your 50 year old brain. But mm-hmm. you go back and just be 16 all over again. If you could do it, would you go? Absolutely. 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 Okay. I would go. I would I would um, value things differently than I do today. Because, like, a lot of times, you know, we're just getting through. Like, we're just trying to go on to the next day or the next week or, the you know, living for the weekend or right. living for the summer. Like, I would spend more time talking to my grandma which i i was close to her and uh, you know I, I spent time with her but knowing that she was going to pass away in right. towards the end of 1988 i would have spent more time with her talking Absolutely. with her um i the, the friends that you know we have friends that come in and out of our lives you know like you're talking about the kids you grew up with right. you rode bikes with like those people that were around back then like they were close friends for a season. Maybe that season was a summer, a year or two, right. five, six years, maybe all through school, right. and then you're not in each other's lives anymore. Right. It's like if you could go back and just spend a little more time with them and just and invest yourself in those relationships just a little bit more, um, I think you'd enhance your life as well as theirs. Good you, stuff. Uh, you know. That's gold. What, right I mean, there. what do you think? No, I, I, I feel the exact same way. I, I've, Every time that question would be posed to me, I, I think I, I'd always want to go back as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I feel like I did a lot of things well, but there's, there, there's a lot more we could do better. You know, you could always make that better. And, and I didn't have a bad experience growing up, so it's not like I would, 
you know, have to run from things or change things. I mean, I had a great family and great, a lot of good stuff. Um, but just like you said, if I could go back with a greater appreciation yeah. of, of those around me and, and, you know, you know, obviously make a few better choices here or there, obviously, but at the same time, just to savor I mean, that, that we don't use that word enough. Savor. Right. And You're I, right. I think if we could, if I could go back with a different mindset, it's so funny. And I say that word because, uh, my daughter Grace brought that word back to me because we would, I, we'd go get, I'd go get to ice cream drumsticks or whatever popsicles and we would sit down and she would eat hers real slow and I would, you know, two bites, it's gone. And I just remember one time, probably when she was like five or six, she put her hand over on my chest and she goes, Daddy, savor. <laughs> what the crap? I'm learning lessons. I, but, but she taught me, you know, just enjoy this. You know, don't just eat it because you can. Yeah. Savor. And, and if I could go back to the 80s and savor those moments, man, that'd be that'd be awesome. Yeah. Well, it, it's funny. Um, we, we look back at, you know, like, well, say for example, our Facebook page. Um, people are always posting stuff on there, memories or things, you know, new songs from back then they discovered and so forth. I mean, this is podcast. It's all about things that happened in another era that have, that is gone. Now, people like make fun of me, deservedly so, that I'm such an '80s nerd, you know, because I retain the stupid, you know, music or movie or. Uh, TV knowledge and things that happened back then, and uh, you know, guys, listen. Uh, contrary to popular belief, I am not stuck in the '80s. <laughs> like, I, I, I have a, a, have a, a very good job. Um, I, I make a decent living. Um, I, I, I watch lots of different movies and things from today. Uh, I believe it or not, I have an extensive. Uh, number of playlists of modern songs like what like one of my favorite things mind's blown i know I, that shocks everybody so if you guys get on like roku or apple tv or something and there is a channel called diddy tv d-i-t-t-y diddy tv diddy. it is like american roots americana music like like hybrid rock country kind of things I could sit and watch that thing for hours. There, I'm discovering new artists all the time. And you know what? People say music today sucks. It by and large does. Because um, it's, it's so contrived and so um, overproduced and marketed and slick. Right. But there's a segment of people out there making some great music still that you know may or may not be discovered. But, but they... Um, you know, there's some good stuff out there. So I'm not stuck there. It's just that's what this show is. Right. We are talking about the past. Right. You won't hear me talk too much about what's going on today because that's not what this show is about. Right. There are some good things happening today. But we're talking about an era we grew up in. We all remember fondly. And you know what? I, I take my memories from back then, my friendships, my family, all of that, including this guy sitting across from me. Come on with it. Um, the, these, these people left great marks in my life, and I like going back and revisiting those times with them. Absolutely. And looking forward to more times created with these great friends and stuff. So that's what we got. There you go. All right. We have, we have burned up a lot of time. We sure today. have. Today. 
Almost enough for two weeks. Another, almost <laughs> for two weeks. Which, guys, get this. It was all done in one night. This whole two, last week and this week, all in one night. Boom. Mind blown, isn't it? Computers are amazing. <laughs> they are. So, everyone, thank you, thank you, thank you for all you do, all your listening, your posting, everything that you guys do to make this this Facebook show fly along. Share, yes, fun stuff. So, next week, we're going country. Come on. Dr. Matt Taylor Come will on. be here. I cannot wait. Live in members only studio, which we may call um, Gilly's studio next week. Absolutely. After Urban Cowboy. There you go. So, <laughs> perfect, perfect. So we're be talking that. And then a couple weeks after that, I've got another very special guest. Um, a real life doctor will be here. Can't wait to see Dr. That Jim Lawler. Jim Lawler. And and we will be talking. No, I don't know if he's that week or not. There might be a week in the middle. Anyhow, Memorial Day weekend, we're talking about Yacht Rock. Yacht Time to rock. put on the white pants. <laughs> Get out the soft rock, mellow, smooth oh boy, oh boy. 80s tunes, and we are going to rock all that is yacht. Yes. So, guys, yeah. until next time, I'm Rob. I'm Matt. See you then. Peace. Sydney and Scott are newlyweds. She loves this guy right here, and he loves somebody else. You just can't win. And so it goes until the day you die. This thing they call love is gonna make you cry. I hate you. I've had the blues, the reds, and the pinks. One thing for sure. Love stinks? Love stinks! Yeah, yeah! Love stinks! Love stinks! Yeah, yeah! Love stinks? Love stinks!